uh, we're going to stray from the path just a little bit on this one today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and actually, the, the last time we strayed from the path, it was also for a film with music at its core. Yeah, that's true. Um, I got neighbor's dog barking in the background. It was a uh, sound of metal, right? Sound of metal. Um, so that one was definitely a darker film where we could relate a lot of it to horror. This one is just a straight up comedy. Yeah. A total <laughs> and, de departure for what we normally do here. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just throwing away the whole horror thing. No, no, we're just, we're, we're doing this because we've been talking about it for a little bit and we just absolutely love this movie. So mm -hmm. we're like, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. So, but we're going to actually go back to school for this one. And we're going nice. to the School of Rock. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, this is like one of my favorite comedies of all time, and not even say just favorite movies of all time. Like it's a, it's a classic, and I know that word gets thrown around a lot. Yeah, I mean, 2003, Jack Black, Mike White, Sarah Silverman, Joan Cusack, and a bunch of 10-year-old mu musical prodigies. Hmm. So, I mean, let's, uh, let's just dive right in to the identity stealing Ned Schneebly or Schneeble. Schneeble. <laughs> Let's just call him Mr. S. Yeah, right. And kick off this episode of Those Who Remain. Dude, I'm I'm like super excited to talk about this movie. Me too. This is this is one of those films that I mean I've seen dozens of times. You yeah, know, same. I, I own it on DVD. Um unfortunately I, I actually rented it off of stream off of Apple mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of popping in the DVD because it's super hot today in Chicago. It was like 87 degrees. Sure and, was. Yeah. <laughs> and my but my basement is obviously a lot cooler but I don't have like any DVD player or like PS4 or whatever to, to hook up down there. So I was like, oh, I'll just pay the $4 and I'll fucking rent it. <laughs> Sometimes that's how it is though. It's easier to just click and pay the couple bucks than right. to go through all the trouble of, you know? Yeah. But it was more of a comfort thing. And, and, sure. you know, I didn't, didn't want to turn my air on on the first hot yeah. day of the year. Um, but before we really get into the film, you know, I think we should just briefly mention um, Kevin Alexander Clark, who passed away almost a year ago, right? Mm -hmm. So he passed away almost a year ago. He lived in Chicago. He was the drummer, Freddie Jones, in the movie. Super sad accident that happened um, actually right down the street from where I work. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a super dangerous intersection. He was riding his bike and he got hit and super sad super sad to see um yeah. you know especially for like a movie that i kind of grew up with and i just love this movie so much yeah, um, so just wanted to, to take a moment for him um but dude this movie fucking amazing oh yeah i mean just from like the setup it's um i guess you put it in like the sub genre of you know like there's like sort of those movies where like a teacher comes in and 
has like an effect on the kids you know and it's like sure. they, they also like end up teaching him something along the way like yeah, the first right. the first one that comes to mind is uh i think it's called hardball do you remember that one with keanu reeves where he teaches yeah. that or he's like the baseball coach yeah oh that's yeah a, that's a good movie and like he learns just as much as the kids so it's it's similar where it's like you know you got this guy dewey finn who at the beginning of the movie is just a total blowhard, like kind of wannabe rock star. And he's he's really talented, but he just goes way too hard all the time. And he's just trying too hard to kind of be, yeah. you know, I guess what his idea of a, of a rock star would be. And it's just not working. Like his best friend who, who used to play music with him now has a job and a fiance or a girlfriend, I think. And they both really like don't like dewey because he's not paying rent and the friends mm -hmm. just kind of letting him stay there and you know uh they're basically just like hey we've had it you gotta either sell your guitars or get a job and he's like would you ask picasso to sell his guitars which is one of the best lines of all time i mean yeah, this this movie is just so quotable yeah it's quotable you know? as hell um but yeah i mean you you they set up the fact that um that Dewey has been living with this roommate for quite some time now, and he's been mooching off of him for years. And it was always cool until the friend got a girlfriend. And then exactly. she, she's the one that's like, he's walking all over you. And it's so funny because she's like, aren't you tired of letting people walk all over you? And he's like, yeah. And then she yells at him, then get in there and do something. And he's exactly. just like, yeah, it's, it's just so funny. He finally stands up for himself at the end, but it, that's just like his arc. And it's yeah. interesting to see, you know, like Dewey go from this guy who's for all intents and purposes not to be mean but he's kind of a loser like sure. he he is very talented but he gets kicked out of the band because he's just too big for the room he's doing like really long guitar solos and kind of just being a butthead on stage stage diving and, and nobody catches him basically like a, a, any type of like rock rock and roll stereotype or like you know a, someone that would you know someone who maybe doesn't listen to metal or rock uh would just associate you know they would associate those those that he would do all of them you know he, would, yeah. he was just like this 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 amalgamation of all these these rock uh things and, and he was just too much for the band to handle yeah they just kicked him out and he would have known that but he wasn't he was passed out <laughs> They're like, we tried to tell you last night, Dewey, but you were passed out. Right, right. So, but um, yeah, that's kind of his journey is that you see, you know, like he's he doesn't have any money. He's like, what am I going to do? I don't have a band now. And that's where he's putting all of his energy and, and time. So then he uh, kind of, I mean, not even kind of, he straight up steals his friend's identity and pretends to be his friend Ned Schneebly because he uh, – uh, a uh, call comes in from from a school because ned is a substitute teacher or as dewey calls him temp. a temp <laughs> or a, you're, you're a babysitter man temping a temping a sub. Um, so, so yeah he, he he pretends to be his friend on the phone and ends up getting you know going into this substitute teaching job as him and he he goes in and basically uses it as a place to kind of like nurse his hangover and just sit there and you know because he's like i feel like shit and then yeah, uh, yeah his intention is to just sit back let the kids have recess get a paycheck get a paycheck so he can pay his rent so or yeah pay his friend back the rent that he the twenty two hundred dollars that he owes or whatever which i'm assuming i'm assuming is actually a lot more than that because like if, if he says he's been mooching off of him for years, for years. But, but anyway yeah that's conservative um, right uh you know yeah it's just for it's just for this check um mm -hmm. until and, and, <laughs> he hears them playing music right right um 
so he hear he they they the kids have music class and they he goes upstairs or whatever and and sees that there's a bunch of them that are super fucking talented so he immediately he's like here's my opportunity so he runs out to his van sets up all the all his gear which i love that he he has a whole band <laughs> he's like up. ready to go yeah. like he's a guitarist but he has everything he has the drum kit he has the keyboards, the basses the, bass, the keyboards yeah. he's got it all um he's even got like the lighting and and all that stuff i don't know how he has all this equipment but he does yeah but anyway so i mean one of the one of the best i mean there's so many good scenes in this movie but one of the best is when he's picking out the kids yeah <laughs> and you know they're all used to playing classical music you know that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of stuff and and they've never dabbled in rock before and he's like here should smoke on the water here's the doors <laughs> you know it's so it's so cool and it I, like i'm not sure how many shots are in this sequence but it feels like it's all one take like you yeah. feel like you're chilling in a desk watching this go down like it like right. you're in the class like it's such a cool right. vibe because he's just like going through the class and he's like okay you i saw you shredding on guitar you ever played electric guitar and then, how, and then uh you know there's like one of the best quotes is uh he uh asked the uh the uh student who was playing like the cello like mm-hmm. what's that and he's like oh this is cello if you turn it on the side cello you got a bass <laughs> <laughs> it's just like he's he he basically like you know finds these members for a band and he wants to kind of get back at the band that kicked him out at the local battle of the bands um, and, and and i love it because once he he assembles them He's he and then he, he runs through it's like he runs through smoke on the water with them and it's just amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like like he's like Freddie, like give me like a <laughs> like, no 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 that's more like George of the Jungle. Play it up on the symbols, but really light. <laughs> yeah. And then Freddie, keep that that G coming. G G G G G G G. Yeah, it's cool to see them all come together and jam for the first time. And it's like mm-hmm. uh the movie works really well just on an entertainment level just seeing the story and the kids are funny and jack black's like this is like a star making performance for him right you know right right um but also like you know like we're both musicians and i know a lot of people that watch this are also mm-hmm. and um so you can appreciate it on that level too because it's like man that is what it's like the first time you jam with people and you just are like wow this is crazy like we're kind of like you know uh we're hanging out and we're kind of connecting in a way that we we don't normally like and it's through music and that's like really powerful yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. So like, you know, you're primarily a drummer. I know you do a lot of other things. You're a talented guy, but primarily it, drums is what you, yeah. uh, is your passion, I would yeah. say in the, in the musical space. Um, so like, when did you, when did you like decide that or like, like tell us that story? I think I, drumming story. I, I always remember wanting to, uh, to be a drummer, but I like specifically remember watching Hocus Pocus as a kid. Okay. And uh, the main character, Max, has a drum kit up in his room and he's like very angsty. So when he has like a bad day at school, he's like, I'm going up to my room. And he's like, and I remember as a kid being like, that's fucking awesome. I want a drum kit in my room. So I went and just got some pots and pans and would play on them with spoons. So I like, I think I always like, you know, liked music, but gravitated towards like rhythm and stuff. And, So yeah, you know, when, when it came time to be in band, I was like, you know, I want to play drums, but they're like, well, you have to learn piano as well. So I'm happy 
that I did that because then I also understand a little bit of like melody and sure. all that stuff to go along with the the rhythm. Were you ever like in other than like school band? Were you in like a a band at all? Like a like a rock band? Yeah, uh, like a sort of punk band in okay. like like my late like eighth grade to like beginning of high school. Like I okay. played I played with like one of my uh, best friends and my twin brother, and we actually like, nice. uh, recorded a bunch of demos that I got to dig up somewhere because they're they're pretty hilarious. We would like nice. like scream like lines from House of a Thousand Corpses really loud, and then like go into some song, and we're like <laughs> we're doing a concept album. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah, but like, and then uh, like later on, my uh, my brother and I would like uh, make music together, and we'd kind of do like more synth wave, like uh, electronic stuff. Sure. But it always have a little bit of like that metal, uh, like metalcore, sort of like even like My Chemical Romance, because my brother loved okay. that band. Sure. But yeah, I was always jamming with people. Um, I had friends from band who like I, I had one friend in, in particular whose dad was like a really a uh, great guitarist and he would like he's like dude you're pretty good on drums like uh next time you come over to hang out with my kid you guys should come down and we should just jam so i would like <laughs> i would play like led zeppelin and you That's know like cool. acdc and so like whenever i got a chance to like learn from other people i'd, I'd try to jam with them because nice. yeah so how about you yeah man so you know i grew up listening to uh like my, you know, my dad's favorite band was UFO and, and Michael Shanker was his uh, favorite guitarist. So like I grew up with, you know, Black Sabbath and and Led Zeppelin and everything. He had all the right, you know, all the all the records for for all this stuff. So I would I would, you know, and I honestly, I probably didn't take too good you know, care. Actually, I have them now <laughs> and, and they play OK. So I didn't ding them up too bad. But, you know, I would listen to records of, of Black Sabbath and Thin Lizzy and, and all types of stuff. And, um, you know, so it was always like, I was always like, I love this music. Like, this is my favorite music. Um, and I remember I was in seventh grade, I believe it was. And I was at Six Flags of all places with my cousin. It was just the two of us. And we were waiting for the train that picks you up and takes you like to the other side of the park. And we were just sitting there on like a bench or whatever. And we we're just randomly talking about stuff. I'm like, you know, it'd be, it would be kind of cool. I've been thinking about lately. He's like, what? I'm like, it'd be cool to like learn how to play the guitar. <laughs> so he's like, dude, I was actually thinking the same thing. So that night I went home, I told my parents, I'm like, Hey, I think I, I want to learn the guitar. And they're like, Oh, okay. So <laughs> the, the next weekend or whatever it was, we went to the local music shop. We are music. That's what it was called. Mm -hmm. And they bought me like this, you know, probably hundred dollar, little acoustic guitar and they signed me up for less they're like if you're gonna if you if you if we're gonna buy you this guitar if we're gonna invest money in this uh -huh. you're gonna take lessons and i'm like oh, yeah. all right so Way i to took go. lessons yeah right that's good parenting dude it's <laughs> right. like um it's like yeah it instills a responsibility in you because it's like hey this thing's expensive you're gonna yeah. take care of it and you're gonna right. like actually practice Right. And then exactly. if, if you don't like it, you don't like it, you know, but like at least you're at least kind of like, you know, like hopefully give it an honest go to see if it vibes with you. Yeah. So I, I did lessons. I we formed like a little band in uh, in my grade school. <laughs> like we, we just played. It was always funny because we always played covers and I was always the one like, nah, man, like I'm trying to write this song here and no one was really interested in it. Um, but, you know, they just wanted to play whatever covers we were playing at the time. I'm like, all right. And then we, we played our graduation. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and then from there, I had a, a little shitty band in high school. And then after that, I had um, like the main band that I was in with who we've had him on the podcast before, but Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in a band with him for a long time. So that was kind of like my musical journey. And now, you know, I haven't played in a while, but things have been busy. But now that we got the house and stuff. I'm going to set my guitar up and amp and stuff. And then, you know, we were talking earlier about getting together some, sometime and, and jamming. So oh, yeah. it'll be fun. But um, yeah, yeah. It's uh, but anyway, like back to the movie, like, yeah, well, it's, I, it's, it's, said, uh-huh. I like, I was going to segue to the movie by saying like, uh-huh. I think it's important with music that like you have supportive parents. Cause oh, it's, sure. cause it's like, you know, like I like, there's people who probably would have been like, fucking awesome on an instrument with their parents were like yeah you should do this yeah. instead so yeah, yeah so, but i was gonna say like you know in, even in the, in the movie zach zach attack is like this amazing guitarist but his dad's like electric guitar is a waste of time don't waste right. your time doing this and um it sucks seeing someone kind of held back by just you know like a, kind of an overbearing parent so mm-hmm. it's awesome that you had parents that were like yeah we're totally on board and we're gonna like push you to take lessons i remember um even earlier before the guitar uh we would have like i don't know if you guys had this in school but we would have these days where like they would come out and set up a bunch of like 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 saxophones and all this shit and and you'd get to like and they they had like a program at our school where you know you can buy you can like it was like a music program and i was like oh the saxophone is pretty cool i'm like but they it was like way too much money and they're they were like yeah no you're not doing this <laughs> so the guitar was was a much cheaper option because like i said i'm pretty sure the acoustic guitar that they that they bought for me was probably 100 bucks maybe so not mm-hmm. like too bad of an investment but the lessons you know every week was probably i don't know 20 bucks or 25 i don't know whatever whatever it was mm-hmm. so and like all the books that they make you buy and shit oh, like oh yeah you know so sheet music good yeah. times so i you know i think i i think that you're totally right like i mean I, I wonder how many people out there you know were are are could be like music like fantastic you know they can be the next whoever you know the next big yeah. thing but they just never got that opportunity yeah i think um before i forget like i, I was just gonna say that like i think this movie and Guitar Hero were like huge in the 2000s for getting kids mm-hmm. into music, specifically rock sure. music. Yeah. And it's like um, this movie, like I know, like I, I think I saw it for the first time in band class, like on the way to Chicago <laughs> or something. Awesome. We watched it on like a charter bus. Okay. And um, on the VHS before the movie, there's like a VH1 save the music ad. So it's like, it's very clear that like, you know, part of the, the intention of this movie was to kind of make music education more accessible which is super cool um but yeah it's like for me it's like this and guitar hero kind of like made kids be like oh that music isn't just something that my dad and grandpa listened to it's (laughs) something it's like that in the movie dewey makes like this web of how all the different genres connect it's like a big Mm -hmm. you know like the blues influenced by jazz influenced like there's fusion and rock and (laughs) r&b and it all comes together well, that's another great scene in the movie where he's like, now, now he's like, now that we've formed the band, now we have to 
we, you know, we have to talk about our influences. What do we like? What kind of band do we want to be? And when one uh, girl's <laughs> like, like Christina Eliza Aguilera. Ma- yeah, Christina Aguilera. He's like, oh, no. no. He's like, no. Puff Daddy. Uh, no. <laughs> he's like, Liza Minnelli. No. And then what, I'm, what's the other? I think that might have been it, the three. But then. Uh, the three, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, basically he's like, okay, uh, you guys never got the let out. You never listened to like, <laughs> you know, like Sabbath, like Jimmy Page. And like, they have no Jimmy idea. Jimmy Page, Robert Plant. Yeah. And you, and you, and you see like these kids by, by discovering this music kind of like unlock something in themselves, you know, mm-hmm. like it almost gives them permission to kind of like embrace being who they are a little bit. Like Freddie starts rolling up his sleeves and he starts, right. you know, kind of being it's like, punk. yeah, it's punk. Just deal with it. And then, you know, like it's Mullins, uh, you're the man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so like the, these kids kind of become emboldened because they're like these like really restricted, like, posh like prep school Mm -hmm. kids at the beginning of the movie and then um you see kind of the opposite thing happen with dewey where he's just like this total like scattershot moron who just does and says whatever he wants even though he's amazingly talented you know Mm -hmm. he's just kind of a dummy in all other aspects besides music um and he learns to that you know like there's that scene at at battle of the bands when he finds freddie hanging out with the other band and he like scolds the other band like a right. like a he's parent, like a parent. He's and he's like, like yeah you guys need to be more responsible and set a better example and then like <laughs> uh him at the beginning of the movie would have never been like that no. so it, it's cool to see how you know like music is the catalyst for that and i think for for me it's like music's the one thing I, that i'm like I'm good at without really trying. Like I'm not mm-hmm. saying like talent wise, but like that that I enjoy to do it, sure. and and I feel like I'm having fun with it, and I'm making progress um, in my technique and my playing without really like having to put like you know like it doesn't feel like work. So I think whenever you find something like that, you should hold on to it with both hands because it's you know life's really hard and you need that kind of stuff to get through it. Yeah, you you know it, it, it's just one version of an, an escape right from the, yeah. the so the quote-unquote real world you know yeah something where you can just lose yourself in um yeah but um you know i while i was watching while i was re-watching this movie um and i know well i they actually do touch on this a little bit uh towards the end of the movie but like how scary is the thought of 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 like what dewey is actually doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's totally horrifying as a parent. It is. That it this, is. this random guy was able to infiltrate the school system for weeks. For, for weeks. And then to <laughs> and convince the head mistress by yeah. taking her out to a bar and listening right. to Flock of Seagulls. No, no, it's not Flock of Seagulls. It's, um, uh, <laughs> oh my God, it's, it's One Winged Dove uh jesus by uh stevie next so uh so yeah uh she's she just takes her out and or he takes her out and gets her drunk and convinces right. her so yeah dude you're totally right that's a good point and i mean yeah, you could easily do a version of this movie that's just the darkest movie you've ever seen i'm sure i'm sure there's like a version like you know where they repeat, they recut the trailer for the shining as a comedy right. where like they cut this as like a thriller where it's like oh man what happened this guy took our kids i wonder if that exists if it doesn't it needs dude, to. if we're not, we're making it. We're you and I are it. making this. But dude, yeah, to- dude, totally. It. And as a parent, that is something that that does not escape me. That's like, <laughs> damn. You like, you just assume that they're screening people better, and, and like, like all he had to do was, you know, say, oh, "Hi, this is Ned Schneebly." 
<laughs> which I find is so funny because so he answers the phone as Dewey and then he puts on this voice for Ned and then he's just oh, yeah. back to being Dewey <laughs> and he goes and they don't you know no whatever. one notices the movie for you know for as awesome as it is is definitely full of movie isms like that for where sure. it's like you know it's like because obviously in real life like they'd be like hey you're not like your profile picture looks way different or, or let me see some ID. <laughs> yeah, let me see your ID. Or like, and he's like, can you make the checkout to uh, Dewey Finn for tax reasons? For tax reasons. That's super sus. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, but you know, whatever. We just like, yeah. But at the end of the movie, like, uh, it does all come down to bear on him, and he, you know, gets into like actual like trouble for it. Right. But then I think everyone just decides to just not charge him with anything once they see that the band plays good basically that's that's, that's that's like the most movie ending of all time but hey you know it's a feel-good happy happy go lucky but it is ending yeah it's hilarious when you say it out loud though it's like okay so he's about to be arrested but then they drop the charges because the band played good (laughs) and one of one another favorite scene of mine is the parent teacher conference so he's like, he's explaining, he's like, yeah, you know, math and Spanish and Latin. And he's like, you know, all, all the things, you know, we, I teach, you know, we, we've got it all covered. And then he just keeps going. And then the cops show up because his roommate, the actual Ned told his girlfriend yeah. or fiance. So she called the cops on him yeah. and he's like, I just, just let me finish what I'm saying. I'm pretty sure I've touched your children. And, and I'm pretty sure that they've they've touched me too. <laughs> like, oh God, they went there. That's a line that I, I was telling you before today would absolutely not be in the movie. Right. They would be like, that's got to go. That's yeah. And it, it, uh, they're not having any of that shit. And they're like, come on, you're leaving here in handcuffs. <laughs> and, uh, you know, rightly so. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, it is, it is kind of like very, uh, movie-ish and feel good ending they that that they, they just let all that slide and uh dewey's able to just kind of like walk out of there you know without any consequences mm-hmm. that i remember right i mean i don't remember no, his no there were none there were none like <laughs> yeah, the cops he opens came a school at the end and that yeah and then they open a school the school of rock and then they're just Jesus. all rocking out <laughs> having a good old time <laughs> and it's been uh this came out in 2003 right yeah yeah that's so crazy it's going to be 20 years next year right I'm surprised yeah. they haven't decided to do like a requel or like a rebuquel or whatever, where they're like, okay, Dewey Finn is still in the movie, but it's also about how like the kids from this movie are now adults and have kids or something. And right. I, I'm really surprised they haven't done that yet. I'm sure there's been some sort of talk about talks it. or at least right. like, I, didn't they, they, they did like a TV show or something at so, least using the school of rock title. Oh yeah. I think you're right. And then there was also like a concert that they did. They got together all of them. Like a reunion they, show. Yeah. Like a reunion show or something like that. So I've yeah. seen some of, some of it on YouTube. It was kind of cool. Yeah. That was before obviously uh, Kevin passed away, but like mm-hmm. it, it was cool seeing them all get together and play the, you know, it's a long way to the top. If you want right. to rock and roll from the end right. credits. Right. Uh, did you see this in theaters? uh no i don't think i did well i don't know man i don't think i did no yeah i did i my my brother did though and i remember i was like crashing at a friend's house or something and i saw him the next morning and he's like dude that movie was fucking awesome you're gonna love it when you saw it and then eventually yeah like uh you know when i did see it i was like it's so good even in middle school so much goes over your head mm-hmm. but um watching it now in your 30s man and seeing dewey as a character you're like you feel bad for him because you like 
you sympathize with like you know like kind of everyone telling him he's a fucking loser for wanting to go after what his dream but at the same time it's frustrating because you're like man if you just toned it down just a little bit you'd be fine <laughs> right right and just like figured out like i forget who said it but someone was like you know what the idea of like the guy who works like a nine to five job and like he's wearing like a button down and stuff and a tie, but under his button down, he has like his Megadeth shirt on. That's kind of like more metal than anything. Cause it's like, it's not, you're, you're not selling out. You're just kind of like, you know, figuring out a way to sort of like work within the confines, you know, of, the, of your situation. Cause like not everyone can has a friend that will pay their rent for them for 10 years. Yeah. It, it's, you know? it's hard because, you know, I did the band thing for a number of years and you know, I, I mean, you, your chances of making it big as an artist is, is, is like worse than winning the lottery, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I mean, and it doesn't mean you have to be like a, a, you know, nationally signed artist to, to make some money doing it. There's plenty of, you know, people who, you know, Mm-hmm. There's uh you know like session you know like studio recording studio you know, musicians and studio mu- musicians there's teachers you know, i mean even if like it maybe it might not be the the most fun thing but like wedding bands make a shit ton of money <laughs> totally yeah and it's like that doesn't mean that you're any less successful it's like as long as you're i you know able to do what you love and you know pay the bills i, I would consider that a, a uh a w that's a win exactly yeah totally totally so yeah and that's something like i think when you're older you have this idea of what success means and then or when you're younger and then the older you get you're like i just want to just be happy and feel content with myself and it's like i think dewey kind of gets there too like he's like i don't need to be this like this huge rock star i'm cool just you know being dewey finn that teaches these kids how to rock you know Mm -hmm. and teaches and kind of like emboldens them in the process and also emboldens himself so that's kind of like how his art goes in my mind yeah oh for sure yeah um i mean i think uh, do you want to rate it let's go i mean it's i mean yeah go ahead i'll go first so i mean this really is one of those movies that i can put on and never be bored of like i don't know how many times I, I wish I could keep, you know, I wish I had a record of how many times I've watched this movie, but it's, it's, it really is dozens, you know, back in the day when I was younger, I would, and I, and the DVD came out, I would just put this on in the background, <laughs> you know, nice. I, I wouldn't even, it, it's just one of those movies that I love every bit of it. Hmm. Um, you know, not only because it's, it's, you know, rock related, but, and, and, you know, Jack Black does a fucking fantastic job and it's just, it's just a overall hilarious, great film. Um, so I, I give it 10 out of 10 goblets of rock. Goblets of rock. Nice. (laughs) How do you follow that up, man? Uh, I mean, yeah, I was going to say like, it's just an automatic slam dunk 10 out of 10 for me. I love this movie. It's like for sure. One of my favorite movies. It's the same for, you know, like I, I, uh, I was able to snag a VHS of it off uh, eBay last year. So I've been putting that out in the background while I clean the house and stuff. And yeah, I love it Uh, for all of its flaws. There's another thing about it. That's awesome. And it's just Mm -hmm. like Richard Linklater is an amazing director. And I, I, I know he has his fans, but I think he's kind of underrated in a lot of ways um days and confused is another classic so yeah like it's 10 out of 10 hell yeah so anyone who has not seen this movie 
please go rent it. Check um, it out. Like I said, it's on every streaming platform you could think of for probably three ninety nine or less. So mm-hmm. go watch it. I know it's it's a little bit older. Like you said, it's gonna be twenty years old years. soon. So holy shit. Ooh, man. But it, it holds up. It's it's just it's such a fun movie. Yeah. So and it's like that movie that made Jack Black a big superstar. So yeah, it's it's right. fun. It's like, you know, that made him into like our, kind of like our generation's Jim Carrey or something. <laughs> yeah, sort of, right? <laughs> I guess. I mean, Jim Carrey is still our generation. The mask, sure. all that shit came out in the 90s. Yeah, yeah did. You, you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, before we wrap it up, uh, and I think we may have talked about this last episode, but we uh, will be attending Days of the Dead Horror Convention this yes. weekend. Um, talking to some probably pretty cool people. Um, and hopefully, if we're lucky, maybe getting one or two of them on the podcast at one point in time so um yeah i'm super super stoked for that uh, see what happens it's always a good time yeah and the worst they can say is no yeah yep. <laughs> so, so if you're still hanging around we appreciate it don't forget you can check out all our films at into the void give us a like add us to your podcast playlist share us with your favorite people stay spooky out there my friends this has been those who remain.